0: Okay, today we are going to continue in the Dasa Spheros and hopefully finish the Sphera of Yesod, the ninth Sphera, and uh, that parallels Yosef. And basically, we're saying this, that Sphera takes the previous five Spheros mm-hmm. and puts it in the right place and bonds it to where it belongs and not in the wrong places. And you bond it with Hashem one thing's for sure and you're bonding whoever the recipient is or whatever the manifestation is you're bonding it to the receiver and there's always more than one receiver Hashem is the ultimate receiver as we'll see in the tenth sphere of Malchus we will see this so this idea of Yesod we've been giving a lot of ideas that they're connected to it yesterday we talked about how memory is connected to Yesod and freshness so there's another aspect of Yesod and that is just Tov goodness and it says in yeshayahu imru tsadik kitov save the tzaddik that it is good so you see the tsadik which is your is good moshe Rabbeinu it said um when miriam saw the boy it says oso uh that she that when he was born she saw it was he was good and it means he was born circumcised And again, that's the idea of the yesod. So we see that good is associated with yesod. And therefore, on Shabbos, when we say, we should be satiated with your goodness. The Arizal said that parallels the attribute of yesod. So why is good associated with yesod? Because the whole aspect of yesod is to bring a flow in the best way possible, in the right place. That's the ultimate application of everything that you got there. And therefore, that is the ultimate good that you are trying to project. All the great qualities and all the effort and everything you put into this, you finally are packaging it and sending it in the right place. And that is only good. Now, as well as we're going to our triangles over here, And just like we said on the top, we have the Keser, and the Keser influences Das in the middle, okay? And also how it influences Tiferes. So Yisod is also influenced by Das, because it's another triangle. Netzach, Hod, and Yisod. So the Das is a direct influencer on the Yisod and uh, why is well first of all you see in halacha there's such an aspect as we know again that the the seminal drop that comes out from the reproductive organ which is parallel to your soul it originates up up in the top of the mind and the Gemara says for example when it talks about an erection it says an erection only comes with das with understanding and, and knowledge of what's happening it doesn't come when you're uh, not aware of anything you don't you don't have any das and and trying to come to a conclusion you're coming to a final reality of what you want to do so again that hints to the fact that everything that's going to come from this good delivery is going to come from that das when your das is clear then you're able to bring it down and deliver it in the way you want to deliver it. Okay, now another important idea is that uh, we found by Yosef. Again, Yosef is the the, um, shepherd for Yesod. Well, Yosef, when he reaches his success, what term does the Torah refer to him? He is referred to as the mashbir. He's the one that provides all the grain. Remember, he, he was the one that said, we're going to have a, seven years of, of, of good and seven years of famine. Let's save up. Now, they listened to him, and that was, he said, you have to have a chacham, a novon, you need someone smart with chachma and bina, and to live in that reality. In the words, of seven years of good, it was clear in his mind that that was what? For the purpose of saving. And he acted upon that. Okay, now got all this grain and he is the one whose job is to decide who gets the grain and what the purpose of getting the grain was for. Okay, he is called the Mashbir. So if he's the provider, that's exactly what Yasod is. Yasod is the provider. It Sadiq is all of the foundation of the world. He brings all the good flow into the world. There's a concept in the Talmud. tzaddik goes there. A tzadik makes a decree. And Hashem has to fulfill it. Why? Because the tzaddik's in that position of distribution. And the tzaddik, who's the real tzaddik, has controlled all these nine levels to the point of yesod. If he tells God, this has got to be, it's got to be. That's all there is. As the Talmud tells us, that the whole world was sustained in the era of Hanina Ben-Dosa. They all were nizom, were all sustained because of Hanina Ben-Dosa, who was the tzaddik and his righteousness brought good to the world. So, and as well, we understand that Yisot, since it incorporates all the previous spheros, and those previous fears are what brings things to the final uh, fruition. So if the Yisod knows where to put it in the right place, then he's going to be the mash beer. He's going to be the provider. Because and since Yosef <laughs> knew where to put things in the right place, he's going to be the source for all provisions. So it's like a, a beautiful analysis. That's why you have to look at Yosef's life. And see, this is exactly what sowed looks like. Now think about this. There's all this money, all this grain he's been saving up. Now what does he do with all that grain? He sells it. But where does all the money go? Now, if you're a politician, we know where it goes. (laughs) But this went all to the treasury. He didn't keep it for himself. So he understood the purpose because ultimately what he's playing out is what is he trying to do it in this whole time in Egypt? Remember, when people came to buy the grain from him, they complained to Paro. Why did they complain to Paro? Yose said, you want grain? Circumcise yourself. He said, well, I don't want to circumcise yourself. Not selling you any grain, so they went to Paro and Paro said, Listen, this guy's got the golden touch, don't fool around with him. How come you didn't save grain? I did, but it spoiled. Uh huh. You see, this guy's got some power. What he saved didn't spoil what you saved, it, so be careful. You don't listen to him. We you know who knows what he's going to do. And why is Yosef? Remember, Yosef is going to Egypt, which is in Egypt, which is the hotbed of immorality, which is the opposite of Yisod, the total opposite of Yisod. And what's he doing? He is reforming the Egyptians. Why? Because he knows his brothers are going to come there soon. And it can't be such a, 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 what do you call it, erotic place. It can't be such an immoral place. At least cut it down to manageability. And he was able to do that because he himself was in such self-control. When he was tested to go to the wife of Potiphar, he says, this is not the place I'm supposed to direct things. Even though she had convinced him that this is a mitzvah. Because she said, I see in the future, we're going to have children. And she was right, but it didn't come from her. It came from her daughter. So Yosef even could have believed it was a mitzvah. He could have, in other words, he could have gone through all the spheros and felt this is the right place to put my seed into this woman. But then at the end they said, no, 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 this is the wrong place. This is the wrong place. This cannot be, she's not Jewish, it cannot be. So he was able to control, know exactly where to put things. So now when he's being put in charge of billions and billions of dollars, he has to know, power can trust him that he's gonna put it in the right place. Now you have to understand a little bit more. We know now how how is he able to do this? And this is a very important thing. The Talmud says that if you that the uh, if you're a descendant of Yosef, the and Hara has no effect over you. It's the whole idea of ayan hara. And we're told that ayan harah is a real thing, it can cause all kinds of uh, damage for people. And Yosef. Is is uh, protected against Ayin hara. This is a whole discussion. What Ayin hara means, but on, but on the deepest level, and 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 as well the most honest level, Ayin hara means when people notice someone has great talents, and they praise them for the talents, and they say it's exceptional talents, and it's like unbelievable. It's it's beyond normal, and people believe it. But if you realize, if the talent all came from Hashem, what's so unbelievable? What do you mean? Hashem gave him a lot of talent. When you go to person, wow, you got such a memory. You got the greatest memory in the world I've ever seen. So, the guy's got a choice. He could say, well, you know what? It's all Hashems. And therefore, he stays connected to Hashem. And Hashem continues to bless him. Because he's staying connected to Hashem. Says, yeah, yeah, I had taco really unbelievable. It's so amazing. You know why it's so amazing? What because it's not coming from Hashem, it's me. It's me, that's amazing. Why are we so impressed with you? Wow, look what that guy did. But if you realize he's just manifesting what Hashem put into him, what Hashem does things are not amazing. That's very simple for Hashem. That's why you gotta realize what, what is Ein, Hara. Ein Hara is a dish that people can serve to you that you should refuse. When they start praising you, you're the best dish, you're the most brilliant businessman and you're just unbelievable in this. It's, it's it's outstanding. It's amazing. I'm blown away. And if you go, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's my hard at work that I do. That That's the kiss of death. Because now you're not acknowledging it's Hashem. So that's why Ayin Hara is so damaging. And people may not even know they're doing it. But Yosef, you see, he's smart. Every time, the uh, uh, first of all, when he was in the uh, house of Potiphar, Potiphar knew that everything he did was successful. Because you always hear him muttering under his breath. Yosef, and he kept talking to Hashem. No matter where he was, he never let go of Hashem. When the power takes him out of the jail, says, I heard that you're a very good dream interpreter. Oh, he's feeding him a big slice of Einmar. Yosef says, not me. It only comes from Hashem. Okay? Everything that he succeeded in, when, when later the... Uh, The butler and the baker have these dreams. He says, well, tell me, maybe Hashem will enlighten me. Yosef always stayed connected to Hashem. Every good thing, and therefore he's connected to Hashem. Everything he does has to meet that purpose of whatever I'm doing has to connect to the people and connect people to Hashem. That's the connection he's trying to have. So you want grain? Well, guess what? All comes from God. My, and my God says you circumcise yourself. And that's why he was given so much uh wealth to distribute. Now, power, how can power trust this guy? Because he understands that he's not in it for himself. And therefore, the one who succeeds in this area can be trusted in the distribution. And that's why you find that every tzaddikim in generations who are perfected in the meat of Yisod, if anyone has personal problems, cause things aren't working well for him, he's not receiving bounty from Hashem. Whether it's not children, whether it's not parnasa, whether it's not a Shiddah. he goes to the tzaddik for a bracha. What's the point of going to the bracha for? <laughs> because the tzaddik is complete in giving blessing, cause he's got the whole package is there. And what he gives, he gives to the right place. And therefore they go and want to get a blessing from Atsarit Badafka, meaning he's so in control of everything, to the point that he wants to put everything in the right place, that it should recognize that it's for Hashem, from Hashem, and, and to make that the ultimate destination, and to connect it all to Hashem, then those blessings come true. And that's why the statement is, that if someone it protects the Esod and the Kedusha of that, it says, Hakol Nigmar Bikdusha, everything ends with holiness. If it ends with holiness, he's able to spread it out to everybody. Starting with holiness is not a guarantee that that is going to happen. And therefore, you've got to really be that ultimate sonic to create a pathway for blessing to come for people so that is now you can understand very well where the corruption of this is which we'll talk much more in a minute now what do corrupt what characteristics do you find in corrupt politicians where are their weaknesses greed greed is one but there's another one ego Ego, there's another one Truth? Immorality. That's a that's a big one. Just look at the Clintons. He put he puts his seed where it doesn't belong, and therefore we can't trust wherever he puts anything. You understand? The person who excels in his soul, his job is just to take all that power and put it in the right place doesn't go for him. That becomes the big difference. Now, there is a concept called ateres hayasot, the crown of yasot. Okay, what does that mean? Well, remember, what's a crown do? A crown circumscribes what's in the head, creates boundaries. Okay, and therefore, Even though the isod has got all the energy, it's picked up all the tremendous energy that's come down, and it's ready to let it out. But think about even in the body. The reproductive organ, how how wide is its um, spread? It's a little, little opening. All that energy coming down that body Isn't it interesting that God created that organ where everything comes out is very small. Could have made it wide. Let's spread it all around. No, no, no. It's got to be very focused. In other words, too much of goodness isn't good either. Therefore, we have to understand that there is yesod, which wants to give all the energy that's there, but then there's the crown that says, but just the right amount. And that, therefore, Yesod, the name of Hashem, that's Shin Dalid Yud of Shah, die, which means the one who said it's enough of God's presence in the world that Hashem holds back, does not overwhelm us. So Yesod has this aspect, although it's got everything, it's only going to give exactly what the recipient needs. And therefore, the power. Of Yesod, says the Vilna Gon, even though it is the reproductive organ, but also the tongue is called Yesod. And uh, because, interesting, the Hebrew word for tongue is lashon. Lashon. What's the root of lashon? Lush. Lush is to need. knead. K N E A D. To take different objects and knead them together. So, what does the tongue do? it takes the breath that's there and it needs it together so except we're going to start to talk on the other hand the mouth is the crown because it restrains the mouth doesn't let everything come out the tongue everything would come out and once to bring it all out you're expressing you want it to exit so to speak but the tongue, but the mouth will close it up and therefore it's a very interesting statement The like Warren said, when said wrote a verse and they say about positive and negative things he says there are two negative things a Torah scholar that has not come to the point of being able to rule on law but he rules anyway is not good and a Torah scholar who knows how to rule but doesn't rule is also not good so what do we see from that? that there's an aspect of the power of speech when a person speaks where he shouldn't that's the rabbi who shouldn't be up rendering a decision, and that's going to come out of bad flow. Is going to be, and that will cause all, all the kind all kinds of damage. On the other hand, if there's what to say and you don't say it, then that's not good either. And therefore, that meter of your soul knows exactly how much to say, how much to do, how much not to say, how much not to do, in, in this area. And that's why we have this crown in that area. Okay, and uh, one second. All right, we'll leave it at that. Now, we're now gonna put this into a historical context. Every one of the spheros parallels a millennia of world history. Remember we said the seven spheros, one for each day of the week. Every day of the week is a microcosm of a millennia of Jewish history. So for example, Chesed was the first day, kindness. So the first thousand years, as terrible as the world was, Hashem sustained the world, even though they didn't deserve it, out of kindness. Second day, is kvura is control, justice. So in the second millennia, we have the flood, we have the destruction of the Tower of Babel, and it was time for justice. So, so it goes, through so the seventh millennia we know is after Mashiach. So Muhammad at Shabbos. Sixth is Yesod. Now, first of all, just to understand, the sixth day is Yesod, begin to understand another idea. Just like we say, Yesod takes the other five mitos, and it's ready to deposit it in the right place. So, therefore, the five days of the week is where we work everything we do to develop and create and do all these things but we still need to get it to the final destination which is Shabbos which we'll talk about in Malchus now but what makes sure everything gets to the Shabbos Yisod day 6 is Yisod where you take the whole package the 5 days of the week as we'll see short uh, tomorrow what is Malchus Malchus is that God's realm is perceived that's Shabbos So during the five days, you're doing all kinds of chesed, all kinds of gvurah, all kinds of compassion. You're doing everything. But Erev Shabbos, but you want to get it to the malchus. You want to get it to the Shabbos. But it's not going to get there if you're not able to collect it all, put it in the right package, and direct it to the final target. That's what Erev Shabbos is. Erev Shabbos is, therefore, it doesn't have a name of its own. We don't call it Yom Shishi, even though we say the psalm of the day, but we call it Arab Shabbos. It doesn't have its own name. It's, it's really, it's Arab Shabbos because it's totally beholden to Shabbos. Just so Yosef was not the king, he was the viceroy. Everything he did was for the king, not just for Paro, but for Hashem. Everything he had, he has to know exactly where to put it. Loyalty to the crown. And it was two crowns he was loyal to. Paro, but that was only a sub-crown of Hashem because more that the guy realizes, an honest Jew was running the business over there, and the blessings came from God, that way he binds everything up. So that's that's what this sixth day of the week is about. ay, 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 ay. And that's why the sixth day has got so much stress because if we succeed in the sixth day, we're gonna make it home. Therefore the is throwing everything he's got on Erev Shabbos. Also in Erev Shabbos, the air conditioning breaks. Erev Shabbos, a kid hurts himself, you have to take him to a merge. Erev Shabbos, the, the food didn't come out right. A husband and wife fight, whatever. Always Erev Shabbos, what's going on over here? Because we're coming to the most critical stage of the week Everything depends on Arab Shabbos. That's why if you cannot have a good Shabbos if you don't have a good Arab Shabbos. It's not possible. Because if, if the Arab Shabbos runs you down, the fact you're falling asleep on Shabbos, that you're missing the whole point. of it. And that's why, you know, they've said a great line that in the beginning of the 20th century, there was no Shabbos in America. It wasn't. So impossible. Ah, Baruch Hashem, by the end of the 20th century, we had Shabbos. But we lost Erev, we didn't get Erev Shabbos yet. You don't have to work on Shabbos, good. But do we understand to prepare for what we don't have to work on? Is it just a day to sleep and rest? Or is it a day we're going to take the whole package of the five days of the week and put it into the context of giving it all to the king? But how can you give it all to the king if I don't even know I'm supposed to do that? And that's what Erev Shabbos is about. If you're working to the very last minute till shabs and then just stop a half an hour before, take a shower and run into Shul, you haven't packaged the five days. And what best is to call it a transition. And just like we know a woman, before she delivers a baby, something incredible happens at the last minute. How in the world, from her body that has a very small opening, is a full baby going to come out of it? Something happens. The womb just opens up. But even open up is not. It's it, this is transition that happens. That everything changes. Why? So we could deliver the baby. Delivering the baby is Shabbos. That's the delivery. And the pregnancy is the five days of the week. But now we come to that last moment. Can we get the baby out? And make sure it's going in the right place. That's the transition friday is the transition and if we don't focus on that it's not a day to create we've done it for five days we've worked on five mitos i've been working on this i've been working on this it's time for the delivery all the mitzvahs i did are supposed to be delivered to heaven on shabbos but i got a package in to make sure it's going there on shabbos and not going somewhere else and therefore if that and therefore there's always this chaos because the Israel is not interested in that. And that explains why the sixth millennia of Jewish history. um, And especially, it's most chaotic after midday, in the morning, in the morning. And that's halfway through the millennia. That's the year 5,500, which was 1740. The chaos really happens in the morning. (laughs) That's where 12 hours of the day has gone by. And it's go further, and it's more chaotic. So now that we're we're only two hundred and twenty years from the end, that means we're really into the Shabbos. We're already past twelve o'clock. We're like at three o'clock. That's pretty chaotic. And therefore, it's all about the sphere of Yesod. Will it go in the right place? Will it go in the wrong place? Now, remember, what is the end? The soul. remember, before we circumcise, there's the orla, there is the uh, foreskin. The foreskin is which really covers up the beauty of the reproductive organ. It covers it up, and so to speak, that's going to be the test before the Mashiach is coming in this area. And therefore, the Zohar says, in the merit of protecting the covenant, as we explained, in in, in, in physical, sexual morality and what our eyes and what we say, making sure it's all in the right place. That's how Mashiach's going to come. It's going to come in that way. But there's going to be the challenges. And that's what Brice Mila, there's two reasons for Brice Mila. One, it serves as a seal that we are servants of God. In the olden days, a, 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 a servant had seared into his body a seal. He belongs to someone. When we get the circumcision, we are sealed that we belong to Hashem. We're His servants. And the second, when you remove the foreskin, it weakens the sexual drive a little bit, as Rambam says. That's why secular people don't, don't want to have a circumcision. It takes away from their pleasure. So what's that all about? Because those are the two things that are in the last generation. The Talmud says at the end of time, chutzpah is enormous. Is there any shortage of chutzpah now? Speak to liberals. Speak to the Democrats. Speak to... It's chutzpah's crazy. You know why? Because they don't have the seal that they're servants of Hashem. And number two, tremendous tests in immorality. Like unbelievable. It's not just... It's way before immorality. A boy isn't a boy anymore. A girl isn't a girl anymore. There's nothing more immoral than that. I can't even separate boys and girls anymore. So that's going to be the great challenge. And it has to be overcome. So now we understand... Why world history is going exactly the way Hashem has it planned. Because we're coming to the malchus. We're coming to the end of time. And now the most important thing we have to work on, take all of what the last thousands of years of Jewish history have brought to the table. And they brought all kinds of Jewish scholarship. We have years and years of scholarship. We have years and years of chesed. We have years and years of developing. And now it's time to bring it home. Shabbos is coming very soon and it's Arab Shabbos and what's left is the Yisod. Let's take all of our history. Where is it supposed to go? It's supposed to go in the anti-defamation league. It's supposed to go in Holocaust studies. It's supposed to go in bringing the Mashiach. But to do that, you have to have the Yisod. You have to know where to put all that Jewish talent and unfortunately, Jewish town goes to Hollywood, goes to all kinds of places it doesn't belong. That's the challenge. We have to make sure it goes in the right place. And that is so incredible why the biggest test now is to be able to walk in the street, be able to see things you're supposed to see and not what you're not supposed to see. It wasn't that long ago. They even go on the street and not worry what you're going to see. A hundred years ago already, 150, there were no billboards, no advertising the way it is, no TV infiltrating your house, no computers, no internet. You could have had a semblance of being able to avoid this. Now you can't avoid it unless you make a demonstrable action to not see it. Before he just went home and that's it. Lived in the farm. That's it. Now it doesn't exist. It's it's attacking you. It's attacking you in every way, and it's te- and it's and it's telling you you don't really have to be a Jew, and and it's it's tempting you with all these things to put things in the wrong place because when you put things in the wrong place, you're not going to put it in the right place. And as you come to Shabbos, you get all this excitement. So what happens? The answer gives you show and buys problems, and your excitement comes at yelling at your spouse. And you put all that energy in the wrong place instead of putting it into Shabbos. So therefore, we, as we'll tomorrow begin Malchus, where that's the end of the journey. And that's a lot in this book. It's going to take at least a whole week to get through Malchus. But this so remember, take everything we have and put in the right place. Speak properly. Say the things you should be saying. That's why we're so fortunate that there's a greater awareness of Shemira Saloshin now greater awareness of not talking Russian horror. Why? Because there's so much Russian horror going out there. Wherever you go, it's these things, it's all you sowed. It's all and, and where is the world putting their kindness on the villains? Kind to the villains and cruel to the ones who are defending us. And the guy that put the guy in New York subway in a chokehold, he's the one that's indicted for saving people. Because they have to be kind. Because guy was, was a death. That shouldn't have happened. I think I was crazy. I think I had 44 offenses ready. Oh, no, no. See, they're putting their kindness in the wrong place. Because all their kindness goes in the wrong place. And this and they're saying, yes, and we have to let the child decide if he's a boy or a girl. It's all in the wrong place. And it's with chutzpah. Because it's, it, that's going to be the final battle. And you see this Christians are trying to fight the battle. They're losing the battle. But ultimately, when they lose, they're going to go after us. And we have to win that battle. With Hashem's help, we will win that battle. Okay, Shkaya.